You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OKSIS Podcast. This is Scout and for today's episode, you only have me, which... Feels really good. I have not done a solo episode with you sisters in so long, but for those who are new, maybe this is the first OKSIS podcast episode you've ever listened to. Welcome. I typically co-host the show with my sister, Maddie Mayo. We bring on different rad female guests in the entrepreneurship space, thought leadership space, content creator landscape. And we also have solo episodes with the two of us, usually, where we have a bunch of silly banter. We cover a wide variety of topics from mental health to entrepreneurship to pop culture. We tend to go silly, go deep, go silly, go deep, and fluctuate between those two uh, frequencies. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here. If you are an OG sister and you've been listening for a while, I would love and so appreciate and be honored if you would leave us a rating and a review. It is the best free way to support OKSIS and it really, really, really keeps Mads and me going. Is it Mads and me? Keeps me? Yep. Yep. Got that right. Mads and me going. Especially since, sisters, we've been recording for over five years, which is so insane. But Anyways, to the point, let's get back to this episode. Uh, The point of this episode is that I am going to be recording all about motherhood, the five major life lessons and things that I have learned through becoming a mom, through raising my daughter through the first year. I don't know if raising is the right word for the first year, but through, you know, watching her grow, etc., 
um, I have distilled down five emotional and life lessons, points, tips, etc. that I have learned from becoming a mom. And I find that this is a really timely point in my life to record this episode since Lily Constantine has just turned one. She turned one a couple weeks ago. We had a really beautiful birthday party for her. Um, and now that she's one, I feel I feel like at one, things shifted. I feel as if, uh, I don't know, when she turned one, I said to myself, you know, it's not like I'm a new mom transitioning into becoming a mom, you know? It feels as if she's one, I'm out of the newborn stage, I'm out of like the the area or the stage where she can't do legitimately anything by herself. You know, she's feeding herself. She's drinking water by herself. She's crawling. She's walking. And it really does feel like a huge milestone once you pass that year mark. It feels as if, okay, whew, you can breathe. You feel like you got your groove. And you really feel like this is your new life. Because the first year is so filled with transitions, of course, from giving birth to healing from birth to breastfeeding, from postpartum to all of the things that come within that first year because change is so rapid and fast that now I feel really settled. Well, I mean, I know it's going to change a bunch and I know the next uh, like 18 years of my life with her are going to be crazy and beyond, but I feel as if I'm settled within the transition of becoming a mom. Like I don't feel like I'm a new mom. I feel like, okay, I'm a mom now. Like I have a one-year-old and this is my life. And so in that way, it feels really, really good to be here. So I, of course, have been talking about motherhood on OKSIS for a little bit, but it never really felt super aligned for me to get on and talk about the lessons that I've learned or where I'm at. Because as I said before, things shift so fast within babyhood the first year that I always felt like I was in a new time, trying to figure it out, working on schedules, figuring out how to be a working mom, like all of the things, right? And so now, as I said that she's been a year, I feel as if this is a good time to do a check-in, to do five lessons I've learned in the first year of motherhood. Hopefully, if any of you sisters out there are either pregnant or just had a baby or want to have a baby, or maybe your children are a little bit older and you want to reflect back and listen, hopefully there's some sorts of nuggets for any of the mothers, the mamas-to-be, and the mothers who want to be mothers. So let's get it started. First lesson in becoming a mother to Lily Constantine and keeping my baby safe and healthy and growing the first year is that everything is a season and everything is temporary. I feel as if this is obviously a lesson that has rung true my whole life, but there is nothing like having a baby to really, really, really make this true. Especially because, as I said before, things change so fast. You know, like the crawling stage is different than the sitting up stage is different than the newborn stage is different than now that she's walking, right? Like, Everything is so fast and changes and the routine has to change, etc. And in that, I've had to learn to be incredibly adaptable and incredibly lenient. I've had to go with the flow and relinquish a lot of control. And within that, that's not necessarily my default mode. I have had to remind myself, oh, and Lily is now making noise on the monitor when she should be sleeping. Hmm. Should be napping, sisters. Let's see if she goes to bed. 
with everything changing so fast with her growth and her milestones through the difficult times and through the good times, I've had to remind myself that this is a season of my life. This is temporary. Every stage she goes through is temporary. And this idea has helped me get through the more challenging aspects of motherhood, especially, for example, when I had my C-section and I was postpartum and I like could barely walk and my mobility was really taken from me as I recovered. I had to remind myself that this is a season. This is not forever. I will move again. I will go to yoga again. I will walk again, which is what I did this week and I went to yoga. I'm walking. But in the moment when things are challenging, they really feel all-encompassing. So I've had to remind myself through the challenging moments of motherhood that this is a season and this is temporary. I will not always feel like I don't have my body, right? I will not always feel like I'm recovering from birth. I will not always be sleep-deprived. I will not always need to be, you know, catering to my baby's every needs every second of the day, right? This is a season. And when you look at it as a season, you can remind yourself that there will be days that you will want these moments back. And so that's been really, really helpful for me because there were times within this first year that I felt incredibly stuck and trapped within the demands of having a baby. And I just had to remind myself that in five years, my life is going to look different. In one year, my life is going to look different. In three months, my life is going to look different and not in a good way or a bad way. It's just going to be different. And I'm going to miss so many aspects of this early time. And so really understanding and getting into the mindset that everything is temporary has helped me get through the rough rough times. And then when she's having a really good, a good phase or a good, I don't know. Yeah, like a good phase. I also remind myself that everything is temporary. Like right now, she is the best. She's so sweet and she's not frustrated and she's walking and she's happy and she's sleeping. Like everything is so perfect with her. And I know that another phase is coming and I'm going to want to go back to this phase, right? So just to hold on to the impermanence of it all allows you to get through the hard stuff and it allows you to treasure the beautiful parts. It just allows you as a whole to zoom out and understand that this is a moment in time that is very different than your previous life. It'll be very different from your future life, but through the challenges and through the be- through the beauty, there will be a po- moment in time where you want to come back here. So that's always helped me to like stay very present, but to also know that this isn't going to last forever. So that allows me to get through it if it's challenging or it allows me to savor it if it's beautiful. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Johnny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans 
jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. But I also think that becoming a new mom is such an identity shift as a whole that understanding that the transition to becoming a mother, the identity shift into motherhood, that that kind of like uncomfortable growing spot, right, where you're like grieving your old self and when you're um, trying to find this new self, like that stage is also temporary where you feel maybe a little bit lost or you feel like, who am I now? Or how am I a mom? Or what am I like as a mom? Or who, who was I before this? And who will I be, you know, when she gets a little bit older? The second thing I've learned in motherhood is you get to grieve who you were. You get to grieve that that is no longer your identity and you get to change your identity. And that's a very brutal at times, very raw and tender uh, emotional process. I think that there's so much pressure for mothers to love every stage and be so grateful, et cetera, et cetera. But if we don't allow ourselves permission to go through the very real process, which is I'm grieving my old self because she's gone. The scout that existed before Lily is gone. Like literally she's gone. 
does that mean that I'm a whole new person? No, there are a lot of remnants of who I am, but the way I do things, the way I have my routine, the way I schedule my days, the way I look at the world, the way I feel inside, I am no longer moving through the planet and the earth as one. I am moving through earth as two. Like she and I are one in two bodies and that changes the perspective of how you move through life. And so everything, I, I, I mean, they tell you everything changes when you become a mom, but I underestimated the way your entire perspective changes. And of course, like people tell you these things before you have a baby, but it's impossible to understand it until you actually have one. And so something that I'm really grateful for that I did this whole year was that I really gave my space, myself space to grieve Old Scout. I gave myself space to throw fits that she wasn't allowed to like have her three hour morning routine and that her freedom was taken and that she, like her flexibility went out the window and she didn't have time for herself, blah, 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 blah. Like I allowed myself the space to be like, this sucks and I need to let go of who I once was to step into who I'm becoming here because who I am becoming is such a fully embodied version of myself. Like my highest self is being Lily's mother and pursuing the things in my life that light me up at this stage, right? So my business, uh, me as a wife, as a mom, like it's a different level of being once you have a child. And so I really allowed my spa- myself space to grieve my past identity because she's not here anymore. You can't go back to who you were once you have a child. It's impossible. And so you need to, I needed to give myself the space to really grieve that and not feel as if I didn't judge myself or shame myself or like, am I a bad mom for missing who I was before Lily was here? Or does this mean I don't love my baby? Like all the fucking bullshit that goes into your head when you are just emotionally processing a very real and true thing that happens when we go through any transition, when you go from single to in a relationship, when you change jobs, when you move states, like these transitions deserve the space to process. And so that's something that I've learned. Like Every step of the way in motherhood, I need to give myself space to grieve who I once was. I don't think this is going to like happen. I don't think I'm going to need to grieve who I once was uh, throughout motherhood. I just, or maybe, I don't know, we'll see. But I think that in this beginning, like changing from not being a mom to being a mom, I think it was really important for me. And permission, I've learned to change my identity. I think in the beginning of motherhood, I held on so tight to who I once was. I did not want to change because I loved who I was before being a mom. I loved who I was before being a mom and I didn't want that to change. I wanted like my whole life to stay the same and I just like added in a baby. Obviously, that's unrealistic and I was really stubborn about this and it took me a really long time to finally just let go and realize that I get to change and that it's a beautiful thing. And I allowed motherhood to change me and to almost peel back the layers of what wasn't in alignment for me at this stage to get even more to my true authentic self. So instead of saying like, oh, she's changing my identity or motherhood is changing my identity, I said, what if motherhood could get me to my truer self? And I allowed the process of shedding my old identity and stepping into a new identity to be one of coming home to myself, to chipping away to get to the diamond even more, 
And in that sense, motherhood has become a vehicle for me to tap into a part of my soul that I had neglected or repressed or just not really allowed to be fully expressed. And so I gave myself that permission to change my identity and not hold so tightly onto what was or who I was before motherhood. Okay, the third thing I learned is that mindset is everything, everything in motherhood. I started employing mindset switches and flips super early on, specifically in the newborn phase. For example, something as simple as she would wake up at three in the morning crying and I'd be so tired. I would say to myself, please, please just go back to bed. I do not want to get out of this bed right now. I am a magnet to this fucking mattress. Please, 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 please just go back to bed. And I realized that that thought and that mindset was creating an incredibly low vibrational frequency in my body. It was resistance. I didn't like that feeling. Nobody likes the feeling of, oh, five more minutes. Please, please, please don't get me up. Right? Like nobody likes that feeling. And so in those moments, I would stop and I would say, my baby needs me. She will go back to sleep eventually. And when she does, I will go back to sleep too. I will get rest. I will sleep again in an hour, in 30 minutes, in two hours, whenever it is. But right now, I'm going to be on her timeline and I'm going to get up and I'm going to spend some yummy snuggles with her at three in the morning, just us breastfeeding. And when she goes back to bed, I'll get to go back to bed. And just flipping the script in your mind allowed me to get up and be present with her while I breastfed at three in the morning. I really believe that this is why I did not mind those late night feeds. I really didn't because even though I was tired in the moments when I didn't want to, I would flip the script and say that to myself and that's how I got through it. In moments where your child is crying, like for example, this morning I really wanted to go on this walk and she always goes on walks with me every morning. We go on a 45 minute walk together in the morning and today she was crying and crying. She like really did not want to be in her stroller and instead of saying, oh, here we go, like I tried to do something nice for myself. I'm trying to move my body and she's just freaking crying and uh, what do I do? Blah, 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 blah. Like the kind of panic, this isn't fair, like fuck kind of mindset, I changed it to my daughter needs something right now. This is not what she likes to do in this moment. How can I help make this more enjoyable for her? Because we do have to walk home. I can't like magically snap my fingers and say, I'm still getting movement in and I'm really proud of myself for getting outside today. That's it. Just changing the mindset to a more empowered, I get to do this. Uh, This is not forever. I'll try again next time. I'm proud of myself, right? Mindset in the early stages is like the most important thing. There's a girl on Instagram that I follow that is so good with this. She replaces kind of like the negative automatic thoughts that come into our head about motherhood when we're overwhelmed. Like take motherhood out of the equation if you're not a mom yet. Like you know those automatic negative thoughts that come when you're overwhelmed or stressed. She does this specifically for motherhood on how to flip it and it's amazing. Her Instagram is Tessa Romero underscore T-E-S-S-A-R-O-M-E-R-O underscore. Uh, If you are becoming a mother, if you're pregnant, if you are a mom, follow her immediately. Um, she puts like, let me like find one. Here we go. Okay. So here's one of her reels. It says they always wake up too early. That's one thought. I never get any space. Another thought. There's not enough of me to go around. I can't have the mornings I want. 
So these are like automatic motherhood thoughts and she replaces them with, I greet the day with enthusiasm like them. I have this whole space to fill how I choose. I give the best of me around them. My mornings show a life well lived. Number one like tip and thing I've learned is that motherhood is just about mindset and it takes you from being overwhelmed and stressed to being really empowered, present, and in love with your life. So that's my third lesson. The fourth lesson is that I can handle so much more than I ever thought, sisters. I think this is true whenever we tackle a challenge or try something new and becoming a mom has shown me how much more I am capable of, how I've spent the whole year taking care of Lily as her primary caretaker and I've run my business, I've made time for myself. Sure, there have been immense challenges within this year, but looking back, I cannot believe that I'm capable of this, that I'm capable of taking care of my baby and being with my friends and my family and running my business and being in a loving relationship. And it is the most empowering thing. Like I can't tell you how badass I feel when I think about who I am now as a mom. Like she adds a level. Being a mother has added a level of confidence within my identity because I never thought that I could cater to a baby's needs 24-7 and live my life. Like that sounds insane when I think about who I was pre-motherhood and the immense amount of confidence and pride you cultivate within yourself through that first year of motherhood is insane if you so choose to step back and celebrate yourself. Like I cannot believe how much I can handle. I really can't. And it's so awesome to see. I think of myself as a mom and an entrepreneur and a wife and I'm like, I'm fucking badass. And I thought I was badass before, but now I've added a baby into the mix and I'm standing and I feel now that I'm thriving and surviving like at the same time, let's be real. It's kind of like what motherhood is, thriving and surviving at the same time. It feels really amazing. And so for any mom who's scared of becoming a mom or is pregnant and has any sort of fears, just know that you can handle so much more than you could ever imagine. And there is such a strength in that. There's such a pride in that. I think moms specifically hold this sentiment differently. And there's just something so powerful about being a mother, truly. So I now have so much confidence in myself to get through life, to manage life, to hold responsibilities, to support my family, to thrive, to being, to, uh, what's the word, to providing a loving and supportive environment. Like it's just unparalleled. And so that's something that I've really learned about myself over this past year. I knew that I could handle a lot, but I can't believe I can handle this much. And that feels so empowering. The fifth thing I have learned from being a mom is to put yourself first. Like this was my sentiment in the beginning before I became a mom. I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to put myself first. But I know everyone still has, and I did too, like have like, oh, does that make me selfish, etc. But the best way I can put it now being a mom for a year is imagine, would you rather 
be a, okay. Do you think a baby would rather have a hungover mother as a mother every day? Or do you think a baby would rather have a mother who is grateful and present and full of vitality and in love with life? Obviously the latter. And so when we can put it that starkly, like something about saying like a hungover mom, immediately you're like, yeah, no, that's that's not it. That's not it. That's not what a child deserves, right? But when you don't take care of yourself and when you don't give yourself time and when you don't cater to your mental health, in many ways, you are at the frequency of a hungover mom. Like you're not yourself. You're not fully present. The baby isn't getting the best mother possible. And so putting yourself first doesn't mean not answering your child's cries when they're hungry because you want to do something else. That's not what that means. This means scheduling time to have someone else watch your baby so you can take a bath, so you can go on a walk, so you can go to dinner with your girlfriend, so you can meditate, so you can journal. It means doing the things that you need to do to get your tools in. So waking up early to journal and meditate, moving your body. I walk five times a week, 45 minutes with Lily. I bring her with. It's how I get my movement in. And then at work or in the middle of the day, I'll do a 10 minute or 20 minute Melissa Wood Pilates session. I eat as healthy as I can so that I feel good. I've literally never taken care of myself, sisters, this well um, since becoming a mom. Like I've never taken care of myself physically as well as I do now because I feel as if there's no room. There's no margin for error anymore. And so putting yourself first means doing and making choices so that you can feel your best so that your children get your best. And sure, sometimes that means time away from your kids, like time away from your baby. I'm going to Palm Springs next week with Mads for one or two nights without Lily. Or sometimes I'll drop Lily off at my dad's and have just like a day to myself where I watch the Kardashians on the couch. Adam took her on Friday so that I could have a day to myself. I went to hot yoga. I watched TV. I took a nap. I took a bath, right? Maybe it means getting your blowout or your nails done. Maybe it means uh, anything, anything that makes you feel good. You can't lose those things. You cannot lose those things. Your baby wants you at your highest. And I know that you can't necessarily be your highest self every second of the day as a mom, but carving out those times and consciously being so so smart with the hours in your day that when there is free space, you're doing something to nourish yourself, whether that's journaling, whether that's meditating, whether that's taking a long shower, whether that's putting makeup on for a day, right? I, throughout this whole year, have daily put myself first. Does that mean there have been times when I'm like, I am so depleted, I need a break, I need support? Yet there have been plenty of those times But I'm not just going to muscle through those moments. I'm going to be as vocal as I can and figure out how to get the support I need so that I have a moment. It could be when, when the baby goes to bed at night, instead of watching Netflix, maybe you're journaling, maybe you're meditating, maybe you're reading a good book, right? Like your time just becomes so precious that when you have moments in the day when your baby is napping or when she's being really calm and just kind of like playing with herself or whatever it is or when someone's watching her like I have gotten so meticulous about my time I have gotten so strict in or disciplined I should say so disciplined with my time so that I'm consistently supporting myself 
So putting yourself first is the most important thing in my opinion. It allows you, I always tell myself this is a marathon, not a sprint. And for me personally, every mother is different and everyone has different comfort levels, but I left her with other people very early on because I wanted her to get used to other people, because I wanted to be able to have time to myself. I knew that I was going to be a mom who needed that. And so very early on, she was left with my family by herself, et cetera, so that she could get used to being with other people so that I wasn't her only source of comfort or of entertainment or nourishment or love. And that was really, really helpful for me. Um, I did my best to not feel guilty about that. And, and, I, and I don't really feel guilty about it today because I believe, for me personally, I believe that my daughter will be the most healthy, mature, and independent young woman she can be if she feels safe with other people and within this world. And that allows me the time to do what I need to do to fill my cup up. So I know mom guilt is difficult. I have not yet felt a huge amount of it because I feel as if I personally have a good balance for myself as time that I'm with her and time that I'm not with her. And so also just like complete permission to do it your way. Like if you're like, no, I want to be with my baby every second of the day, like fucking do that. Like do what you need to do. For me, um, putting myself first means having some time away from her personally. Um, so that's been really, really helpful. And I'm when I'm with her, I'm present like during the morning when I feed her her bottle, I don't know my phone. Like I, I really try to be as present as possible when I am with her. And then when I'm not with her, it's go time, me time. It's me time. It's doing the things I love. It's getting my tools in. And that has made my life so much better because I have such a limited amount of time that I've cut the fat. I've like stopped wasting time. I've stopped doing things that don't light me up. It has been the most amazing, like... <laughs> optimizer for alignment. <clears throat> like that's what motherhood is. If you treat it that way, the most amazing, it, it optimizes your alignment. So those are five things that I've learned since becoming a mother. I will uh, summarize them real quick. One, everything is a season and everything is temporary for the good and the bad. Two, permission to grieve and change your identity, giving yourself that space to explore that process. Three, mindset is everything. Four, I can handle so much more than I ever thought possible. And there's a big strength and pride in that. And five, put myself first. I put myself first all the time in motherhood. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. All of you sisters who DM me um, when I post photos of Lily Constantine, sending your love has meant so much to me over this past year. I know I have spoken at lengths about difficult things I've gone through this year, difficult transitions, challenges, and becoming a mom. But I really finally feel like I am out the other end and can start to talk about the transition and transformation I've gone through this year. But for now... I felt like this was a beautiful place to start. So if you have a new mom friend or if one of your friends is wanting to be a mom, is pregnant, has a newborn, a child under one, uh, if you want to send her this episode to give her an extra comfort, extra hug of nourishment, that would be amazing. If you resonated with this episode, post on your stories, tag me. I love to see you guys listening in real time and all the mamas out there, mamas to be future mamas, you're doing fucking amazing. And I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. Okay, sisters, 
I love you. You can follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel and Mads and I will be back together next week. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 